Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. We're so excited you're tuning into one of our amazing messages. What you're about to hear is going to be fresh, it's going to be real, and it's going to be powerful. It's going to help you to grow stronger in your walk with God. It's going to put faith on the inside of you. It's going to cause you to be able to walk in greater dimensions of blessing and enlargement so that you can be a blessing to other people. Well, lean in, enjoy the word. God bless you. Well, I'm excited to share tonight. You're probably wondering why umbrellas are on the stage. Um, you will find out. Just let them be there. Don't you worry. It's going to all make sense soon. Um, but I want to share a message today, and I really want to talk about the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. I want to talk about speaking in tongues and prophecy and miracles because I believe that they are for today. And some of you sitting here, the moment I said those things, you stopped breathing. So I want you to take a big, deep breath. Come on. Let it out. Do you know that talking about the gifts and the Spirit of God, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit brings life and life in abundance. So it's nothing to be nervous about. It's nothing to just cross our arms and, 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 and get our defenses up. This is actually something amazing that we get to receive. So I'm going to really break it down today. I... Um, I'm going to share from experiences, but I do have a lot of scripture to back up what I'm saying tonight. So if you're a note taker, you're going to love it. Um, if you just want to open your hearts to receive, the message goes onto podcast, so you can just catch up there. But I will be sharing and teaching, if that's okay. We're doing good? Okay. I'm going to be reading out of the book of Acts. The book, book of Acts is the book of action. It's the book that's never meant to end. Because the original church that started is the church that we should have now. And in the Bible, it says this in Acts 2, 17 and 18, as they were building the church, it says, and it shall be in the last days. How many people know that the last days is literally right after Jesus resurrected from the cross, we started in the last days. Okay, so after Jesus resurrected from the cross, we entered into the last days. And it says, and it shall be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see divinely prompted visions. And your old men shall dream divinely prompted dreams. Even on my bond service, both men and women, I will in those days pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. Doesn't really sound like a question, doesn't it? Sounds very much like, and this is what we'll do. So it's amazing to me how much controversy there is around what the Bible says. In fact, I'm so surprised at how many churches around the world have gotten around speaking about a third part of the Trinity. Like, how does that happen? Like, it's, like, that's got to be hard work to just navigate and skip so many verses in the Bible. I think it's time to read the whole Bible to be educated in what God says. So my first point is this. God is pouring out his spirit. Can somebody say pour out? The Bible says God is pouring out his spirit on all mankind. It's not a question. He is pouring out. He is pouring out. So the question is not, is he pouring out? The question is, am I receiving? 
If God is pouring out his spirit, why are we not receiving why, what he is pouring out? The Holy Spirit comes. When the Holy Spirit comes, the Holy Spirit brings us gifts, gifts of wisdom, gifts of faith, gifts of, of healing. Um, and when I was really thinking about this, God gave me a picture. And the picture was this. The picture was a rainstorm. And can you guys remember when you were little kids and it started to rain and you would run outside and you didn't care what you were wearing or not wearing. You didn't care what shoes you had on. You ran outside and you let the rain pour itself out on you. You would put out your hand and let the waters go through your fingers. Do you remember what it felt like as a kid just to run into the rain? And then I started to think, even for myself, when did someone come to me and hand me an umbrella and say, don't get wet? I can't remember anyone telling me that, but they must have told me that. And I must have learned that, that I was no longer going to run into the rain, abandon, you know, with, with, with not thinking about things, just run into the rain, but instead hold up an umbrella and not get wet. Now, just because I started to use an umbrella doesn't mean that the rain stopped. <laughs> it just meant that I didn't get wet anymore. Could we be blocking what God is pouring out? It's pouring out, but why isn't it pouring out on me? Somewhere along the line, someone handed us an umbrella. Someone told us an untruth. Someone told us an opinion that they had about the Holy Spirit. Someone told us an opinion that they had about speaking in tongues, and we took that umbrella and we received it, and then we let the world and the evil world amen it. And now we walk around with an umbrella. When everybody mentions the Holy Spirit or speaking in tongues, whoa, out comes the umbrella. My defenses come up right away. I'm not getting wet. I was told. Who told us? I think it's because, if you think about it, why did we receive opinions, thoughts, that potentially were not rooted in the word of God. And I think it's because sometimes we receive that from people we trust. We didn't choose the families that we grew up in. We grew up in those families. And whatever they told us begin to shape our worldview and our God view. People oftentimes shape our God view instead of the Bible shaping our God view. And these people told us that the gifts of the Spirit are not for today. So the umbrella of defense went up. They told us that miracles and healings don't happen today. So the umbrella of defense went up. They told us women should not preach in church. So the umbrella went up. And then we ask ourselves, why do we feel so dry? Why is life no longer fun anymore? Why is hope depleted? Why are we not seeing miracles and healings? Why are my prayers not being answered? Because we were never meant to put up an umbrella and block out what God was wanting to pour in. The Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit. And because oftentimes it comes from people we trust, we just take it as if it were truth, but what if it wasn't? 
The title of my message tonight is Put Down the Umbrella. Put down the umbrella. Can the defenses come down and can we receive what the Bible says? And I think it's kind of funny because a lot of people, good meaning people, or even evil people will just tell us their opinion, right? Um, I can remember like, people love to use this line in the world like, you, um, well, you're, you shouldn't talk like, you're a Christian. You shouldn't do that, you're a Christian. You know, you like mess up, you sin, you whatever. And I don't think the church is so judgy. I think the world is judgy. <laughs> the minute we mess up, the world is right there going, didn't you say you were a Christian? But if we knew the word of God, John 3, 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes, not behaves in him, shall not perish but have everlasting life. And when a Christian doesn't behave, the world wants to attack. But that, our, our behavior is not based on entering heaven. It's our belief. And it doesn't mean that we try to sin. We're not trying to run into sin. That's not the goal. But when we stumble into it, we know our Bible. And so we go, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to go to Jesus and I'm going to get forgiveness. But the world doesn't understand that language because it doesn't have the Bible. I kind of think about it like this. A lot of people in the world or potentially even the families that we grew up in that were not rooted in the word of God, it's kind of like they play telephone. And all, they kind of play telephone. Like imagine playing telephone with the principles or the Ten Commandments. Principles of God are the Ten Commandments. And then by the time it gets to you, because they've been telling all the different generations, they've been telling all the different people in their world what they think of the Bible, what they think of the Holy Spirit. And by the time it gets to you, you could imagine that it's completely distorted. But it comes to us through a trusted person. And oftentimes we believe it instead of going to the Bible and going to God himself. God's really good with the tough questions. And he wants us to actually turn our brain on, not off. He's good for it. And so I found that when we have the Bible as our manual, and we have the Spirit of God speaking to us, then we will know truth from untruth. We will know light from darkness. It's not so confusing. It's not that complex. It's really simple. When something gets really complex, you know the world must have gotten a hold of it. When, when something so clear as a man and a woman becomes, uh, how many identities are there now? I don't even know. Mm, maybe they've been playing telephone. <laughs> and I don't fault people. You know, the same things happened to me. When, you know, when I came to this church, I remember the very first week that I came to this church, I walked in and I remember, oh my goodness, I loved it. I, I came to San Diego off of a word from God. I felt God speak to me and say, you're going to be rooted and planted in San Diego, which was hilarious because I had never been in San Diego in my entire life. I grew up in New York. I had been in Florida, Atlanta, Georgia, Ecuador. Nowhere on my radar was San Diego, California. I didn't have one family member from San Diego, California. I did not have one friend from San Diego, California. But I felt off of a word from God to come here. And I came and I remember going to all the different churches and I started to get really disappointed because I wasn't finding a church that both had the word of God and the spirit of God alive and well. So I settled in church and I, out of obedience, went to church. But I, I knew there was more. So the moment that I found Awaken Church back then, C3 San Diego, the very first year that they started, 
when I stumbled into the church, oh my goodness, I just remember like rain, oh, this is everything I knew was in my heart to be true. I knew there had to be a church that existed, that, that was real, that was honest, that was authentic, that believed in the word of God, that, that activated the gifts of the spirit and used them. I knew in my heart it existed and then I saw it in reality and I was so pumped. Except for they had women pastors. I didn't grow up ever seeing a woman pastor. I never saw one. And I love my family, and they're wonderful people. And I grew up on the mission field, and I grew up in a lot of churches. And I had never seen a woman pastor. And I remember calling my family after my very first Sunday at church. And I began to gush, oh, my, I found this church. It's so amazing. And I went over all the things. And then I said, except for weird, they have women pastors. And there's just silence on the other end. Oh, we left it at that. And I couldn't stop coming. I was like, you know what? They have women pastors, but like, it's easy to receive from them. I, I love hearing from them as well as the men. Like, this is so great. I saw health. I saw fruit in the church. I, I couldn't deny it. But in the back part of my mind and head, somewhere along the line, somebody handed me an umbrella and told me that a woman pastor was a man hater, that a woman pastor was someone who wanted to be a man. And I'm like, well, that's certainly not pretty. And I don't want that. <laughs> And I wasn't confronted with what I really believed until I walked into a place that confronted my belief system. And I had a choice to make. So I kept coming, and I kept coming, and I kept coming, and I, I began to serve in the church. I served all over the map. I, after a year of, of being in the church, of serving my little heart out, loving it, uh, they asked me to come on full-time uh, to the church. I left the corporate world, and it was an easy world for me to, to walk from because I knew this was my calling. I knew this is what God brought me to San Diego for. And so, and both are good, marketplace and church, but I just knew God had called me to build a church. But when he called me to build a church, I never thought, I never aspired to be the woman pastor because it was never something I had seen. I just loved God and loved people and was ready to serve. And then uh, a year later, after being on the team and, and being on staff full-time serving, Pastor Jorgen sat me down, and it was meant to be a really exciting celebration. <laughs> and he said, Stacy, we want to ordain you as a pastor. <laughs> and I was like, and I'm probably maybe the only pastor that has ever done this. So, and I said, oh, <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, so here's the thing, um, no thanks. <laughs> he looked at me, as he should, and he was like, what? And I go, um, yeah, no thanks. Um, here's the thing, I will do whatever you want. I will serve, I will teach, I will lead, I will do whatever you want me to do in church, but the title of a pastor, I don't need. And then Pastor Jorgen, being an amazing pastor, didn't give me his opinion, he pulled out his Bible. And he sat with me, we did a Bible study together. 
said, Stacy, I think you have the wrong idea of what a pastor is. I think it's messing with your head. What is a pastor, Stacy? And I'm reading the scripture. Pastor is a shepherd. A pastor is someone who, who, who ministers to people. A pastor is someone that leads people farther than they've been before. A pastor is one that comes alongside of people. And, I, and then I started to read about the women of the Bible that Jesus liberated and set free and gave voice to. And, I, and then I began to see all the different women in the Bible that, that stepped into their God-given calling. And then I started to get mad at the devil because I thought, the devil this whole time, has been silencing an entire group of people. Like to silence women, that's massive. What a way to kill the church. And my eyes were open and I put my umbrella down. And then I went from there and I did my own Bible study. We have to receive from trusted people in life, but we have to know for ourselves. And we're encouraged to, let's read the Bible. And I found it in the Word. I was so happy. And just a little while later, he asked again. <laughs> and, and I became what I never even had in my mind's eye to become. I became a woman pastor. So I get this. Here's what I want to do. The rest of this message is going to focus on the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues. Okay. So what I want to do is I want to make sure everybody in this room can have their eyes to be open and to receive what I'm going to read from the Word of God. So in order to do that, I just want to ensure that everyone here believes in the Jesus I was talking about. So if everybody could just close their eyes right now. I'm going to be praying two prayers. One, I'm going to pray for those of us in this room that are like, you know what, Stacy? it's time for me to have my eyes open to the full truth of the gospel. I want to receive Jesus. I want to hear what you are talking about unfiltered. And, and if that's you in this place, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward just because of time. Um, but I'm going to have you raise your hand, and I'm going to pray for you. And then I'm also going to pray for all of us that we would already begin to put our umbrella of defense down so that we can pick up the truth of what God has for us. So if you're here in this place and you're like, you know what, it's time for me to receive of Jesus for the first time, for the thousandth time, that it's time for our eyes to be open, would you just raise your hand up real nice and high so that I can see it? I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand. I see that hand in the very back. I see that hand on my right. In I see that hand on my left. Awesome. Extraordinary. Yep, I see that those hands in the back. I see you waving at me. Wonderful. So many people already coming into agreement, believing their way to eternity. It's not about our behavior. It's our belief in Jesus. So well done. Here's what I want to do. Could everybody just stand to their feet? We're going to pray. It's going to be a very interactive service. Don't, don't worry. It'll be fun. Lift your hands to heaven. You can keep your eyes closed. Lifting our hands to heaven is a sign of surrender to God. And um, all of us, can we just repeat after me? We're going to um, pray for Jesus to come, and, 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 then, and then I'll pray for, for all of us. And especially those of you who raised your hand. You want the blinders off, and you're ready to receive Jesus fully. Can everyone say these words? I thank you, God, for sending your son, Jesus, to die on a cross for my sins. I believe today that he died and resurrected. I thank you 
that I will spend my eternity with him. And Lord, I also thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. I thank you for opening up my eyes that I would see all of you tonight. In your name I pray. Just keep your hands lifted to heaven. God, oh God, Lord, I pray for every person that is here and every person that will listen to this message. Lord, I thank you right now that this is divine intervention. And Lord, I pray, oh God, Lord, the things that we have stored away deep in our hearts and our minds that we were told by maybe good people and trusted people but may not be the truth. Today, I pray, God, that the umbrellas of our soul would come falling down. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the blinders would come off, that the defenses would would come down, oh God. We bind and we break the work of the enemy and the evil spirit that would not want us to trust, to believe, to activate. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that eyes are open tonight to the truths of who you are. Lord, we thank you for what you are doing. We thank you for what we will walk out of here with, and that is you. In your name we pray, amen. Can we give a good clap to Jesus? Go ahead and take a seat. All right, I've got a lot to say in a little bit of time, so we're gonna go real fast. It's okay, I can do that because I'm Italian and Jewish. Point number two, the Holy Spirit is real and to be received. Acts 158, for John baptized with water. People went through water baptisms, right? But you will be baptized and empowered and united with the Holy Spirit not long from now. Then verse eight says, but you will receive power. Someone say power. power. You will receive power and the ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses to tell people about me both in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and even to the end of the earth. When we receive the Holy Spirit, when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, we then have the ability to not speak partially about him, but to fully be a witness of Jesus and the receiving of the Holy Spirit. I love that Jesus gave us power. Power for what? To fulfill our purpose on earth. What's our purpose on earth? I'm so glad you asked. Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the great co-mission. Co-mission. We are co-laborers. We do this together with the Holy Spirit. He leaves us well equipped to fulfill our purpose. What is our purpose? Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The Holy Spirit is with us always. He gives us an assignment, he equips and he empowers us to fulfill it. Many people say Jesus is in my heart, but actually Jesus is in heaven. <laughs> Who's with us always? Jesus ascended to heaven. When you read in Acts, and we're about to read in a moment, when Jesus resurrected from the dead, as he was about to be raised up to heaven, he says to his disciples to wait, to receive of the, he said, better that I go. It is to your advantage that I go to heaven. One day I'll come back, but I'm going to heaven, but it's better than I go. How could it be that it would be better than Jesus to leave us? 
It's to our advantage because he was sending the Holy Spirit who was gonna be with each and every one of us, that we would be filled by the Spirit of God. So Jesus is in heaven and the Holy Spirit fills us. Point number three, the Holy Spirit is real. Just doubling down here. The Holy Spirit is real and so are the gifts that he brings, including speaking in tongues. What are the gifts of the Spirit? 1 Corinthians 12.1 says uh, there's nine gifts. You don't have this. It's okay, you guys. Um, nine gifts, meaning you guys have it, but not the sound people. I just realized saying that. We all have this in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 12, we find that we have the gift of wisdom, words of knowledge, discerning of spirits, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, gift of faith, gift of healing, working of miracles, and all are from the Holy Spirit. I like that when the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with some gifts to help us, to empower us, to give us ability to be witnesses to the people that we are surrounded with. When Jesus was ascending to heaven and he told the disciples before they went out to tell the whole world about him, that he said, we want you to wait until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. So they did. They went away. The Bible says that they stayed in Jerusalem and they went into a place called the upper room and they waited. Now it wasn't just the disciples, it was the disciples, it was the family of Jesus, the mother, um, the mother of Jesus, Mary was there, um, men and women were there. There were about 125 people in that room. And then in Acts 2, one through four, it says this. So there they are waiting. How long should we wait for our miracle? How long should we wait to receive until he comes? They showed us that so well. So they waited in that room until he came. And this is what the Bible says. Acts 2, 1 through 4 in the Amplified. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly a sound came from heaven like a rushing violent wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. There appeared to them tongues resembling fire, which were being distributed among them. And they rested on each one of them. Each person received the Holy Spirit. And they were all filled, that is, diffused throughout their being with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues, different languages, as the Spirit was giving them the ability to speak out clearly and appropriately. I don't know how so many of us go to churches where do they just not say those verses? Like, it's amazing. It's really clear when we have the opportunity and the ability to have our eyes open. And I, I love it because it says the Spirit of, uh, the Holy Spirit gave them the ability to speak out. It wasn't their voice. It wasn't my voice had the ability to speak out. It came from a spirit, the Holy Spirit. I'm gonna continue in Acts 2, 17 through 22. And it shall be in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see divinely prompted visions and your old men shall dream divinely prompted dreams. I kind of stopped there actually when I was reading it and I'm like, why would God give the youth visions and older people dreams? Wouldn't you think it'd be the opposite? Like we, we dreamed when we were young and we did what we did. But it's not. And then I felt God say to me, I need the older generation 
to keep dreaming dreams. Their life is not done. Their wisdom is needed for every generation. Every older, mature person, poor person has had the failures and the successes, has had the wisdom. And God, I imagine, is not giving the older men and women old dreams. I imagine he's giving them new dreams that, that this side of eternity, until the day they walk into heaven, they are accomplishing the purposes of God for their life. And we as a body of believers could receive so healthily, so wonderfully, if our older people would continue to dream dreams and share with us how to accomplish them. It says, even on my bondservants, both men and women. Fascinating. Men and women. Okay. I will in those days pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. They, it's not, I love it. It's not will they, could they, would they, and they will prophesy. And I will bring about wonders in the sky above and signs attesting to miracles on earth below, blood and fire and smoking vapor. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day that the Lord comes. And it shall be that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, invoking, adoring, and worshiping the Lord Jesus shall be saved, rescued spiritually. Just a little more scripture. Are you with me? Acts 2, 37, 39, and then 41 through 42, it says, now when they heard this, because at this point, Peter was preaching to the, the crowd. They had now gotten filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in languages that they did not comprehend or know, but God did, so much so that the people around them thought they were drunk. Peter had to come out and say, we are not drunk. We have been empowered by the living God. And Peter begins, begins to preach, and he begins to speak out the word of God. And then in Acts 2.37, it says, Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart with remorse and anxiety. And they said to Peter and the rest of the disciples, Brothers, what are we to do? And Peter said to them, Repent. Change your old ways of thinking. Who told them? Change your old ways of thinking. Turn from your sinful ways. Accept and follow Jesus as the Messiah. And be baptized, each of you, in the name of Jesus Christ because of the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises of the Holy Spirit is for you and your children and for all who are far away, including the Gentiles, as many as our Lord God calls to himself. Then in verse 41, so then those who accepted his message were baptized. Guys, there was no delay. They heard it, they understood it, they received him. So then, those who accepted his message were baptized, and on that day, about 3,000 souls were added to the body of believers. They were continually and faithfully devoting themselves to the destruction of the apostles, to the fellowship, to eating meals together, and to prayers. You know what that sounds like to me? Awaken church. It sounds like they walked into Awaken Church where we teach the Word of God and the Spirit of God and we allow the Holy Spirit to move and to breathe and then we, we, we devote ourselves to prayer and we have prayer meetings and then we, we eat meals together and we do life together. Where did Pastor Jurgen get the blueprint for Awaken Church? It was the book of Acts. It was biblical. This is the way that church was meant to look today. A sign that we've received the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. And I just want to debunk a few theories really quick, and then we're going to pray. Point number four. 
let's put some more umbrellas down. (laughs) By understanding the scripture. Let's talk about some common misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. Here's just a few that I've heard over the years just to help us debunk what we've heard. One, the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. People are very weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird at all. I feel like, I don't know if this is just me getting older, but I feel like the world gets weirder and weirder. Um, You look at Hollywood, they're drinking each other's blood. They wear vials of blood around their neck, weird. People are going to tarot card readers. They're walking into places where there's crystal balls on a table and saying, tell me about my life, weird. I think we need to reassess what is weird in our life. The power of God showing up, us sensing his spirit, falling in love with our savior, knowing that he truly loves us. That is not weird, my friends. And when that moment and moments happen for us over and over again in our life, and we are so consumed and overwhelmed by a spirit that we fall to the ground, that is not weird. That is being filled by the power and the presence of our God. If people decide to jump up and dance and throw a tambourine, up to them, but that's not the Holy Spirit. They decided to jump up and use a tambourine. Just saying. Okay. I had a person come up to me one time when I was praying at the altar. And I remember she came up and she said, hey, um, I really want prayer, but I don't believe in any of the Holy Spirit stuff. And I do not want to fall on the ground. Just very specific. And I said, okay. I said, well, do you believe in Jesus? She said, yes. I said, well, let's start there. I said, we're going to pray together and let's just see what God does. But just so you're not concerned, I'm not going to touch you. Power of God is real. But I could see that you're apprehensive. So don't worry. I won't touch you. I'm just going to stand in front of you and we're going to pray together. Can we do that? Would you commit in your mind's eye to close your eye and just get close to Jesus and let's see how he wants to minister to you? She said, yes. So we began to pray. About five seconds later, she hit the deck. I did not touch her. She hit the floor so quickly, I barely had an usher to catch her. She hits the ground. I get real low on the ground, I just keep praying. Spend a couple moments, just keep praying. Let, I felt the power of the Holy Spirit. Next thing you know, she looks up and she's like, how did I get on the floor? And I said, you tell me, I didn't touch you. And then tears welled up in her eyes. She said, I don't know how I got here, but I can tell you what I feel. I feel God. I feel the love of God. He is real. You didn't touch me. He did. He's real. And she jumped up to her feet and she said, I got to run out of here. I got to go tell my husband that it's all real, that I was lied to, that the Holy Spirit is real. And I know him because I know him. Are you saved if you don't speak in tongues? Yes. If you believe in Jesus, not behave, you are saved. But you're not having a whole lot of fun. (laughs) And we've all come into that place. There comes a point in time where life seems to get tough and hard. And yes, we can be saved, but there's so much more to God. We can activate the gifts of God in our spirit. 
Why would I pray in tongues in a language I don't understand? I love that one. I love how God in His infinite knowledge and grace bypasses this sometimes. Bypasses our doubt. I wanna pray and believe for that miracle, but I doubt. How amazing that we can speak in a language not known to us, but known to God and have the Holy Spirit intercede for us with perfect prayers, bypassing our knowledge that would shut the Word of God over our life and instead open it up over our life. I love the fact that, that speaking in tongues is a prayer language between us and God. And a lot of people like to shut that down too. They'll say, well, the Bible says not to speak in tongues unless you have an interpreter. It's one verse in the Bible and it says this, 1 Corinthians 14, 28. If there is no interpreter, the, sh the speaker should keep quiet in the church and, everybody say and, and speak to himself and God. They like to leave that part out. It's not saying don't speak in tongues. It's saying if I was up here on stage and all I did was speak on tongues, awesome for me, not awesome for you. You don't understand what I'm saying because the gift of speaking in tongues, the Bible says, builds us up in our most holy faith. It's the one that is it's like, it's kind of like the gateway drug in a good way. It's, it's the gateway to all the miracles because all of a sudden the spirit within us helps us to believe for the miracle, helps us believe to, for the healing, helps us to believe for the things of God that we couldn't do in and of our own words. God is wonderful. So smart. Lastly, it says in Romans 8, 26, in the same way the Spirit comes to us and helps us in our weakness, we do not know what to pray. We do not know what prayer to offer or how to offer it as we should. How many people have been there? I don't even know how to pray anymore. You've used all the words. You've cried all the tears. I don't know how to pray anymore. Great. We do not know what to pray for or to offer or how to offer it as we should, but the Spirit Himself, that is the Holy Spirit, knows our need and at, knows our need and at the right time and intercedes on our behalf with signs and groaning too deep for words. What does that mean? It means I don't know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. So I stop praying in English and I let my spirit speak to the spirit. This is spirit to spirit prayers. When the Holy Spirit begins to speak through us, we don't know what we're saying, but we're allowing him to, to, to speak through us. The Bible says he intercedes for us before the throne room of God. Um, I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit is smarter than me. And I'm pretty confident that he's going to intercede the perfect prayer. He knows the timing. He knows what to say perfectly. Oh, better that I speak in tongues than in English. I want to let that spirit flow. I want the things over my life to begin to happen, to be able to be activated in my life. I want the spirit of God alive and well. Can everybody stand to their feet? Here's the thing about all these gifts. God respects our free will. So we will choose to accept the free gift of the Holy Spirit and the gifts that He brings us. I think about it like this. Have you ever wrapped up some really great gifts for your family on Christmas? And you think of exactly what they would love and like and you put it in a box and you put a big bow on it and you put it underneath the tree. And then the family gets up 
and they run down to where the gifts are under the tree. And imagine that they look at the gift, they see the gift, but they never open it. That gift could be so powerful. That gift could so help them, but it is up to them to unwrap it. Tonight, we have the opportunity to unwrap the gifts that God has given us for our eyes to be open to the Holy Spirit. We may not understand everything today. I could speak for hours and hours and hours on this topic, but could we begin tonight to believe? Could we tonight put the umbrellas away? Could we receive of the Holy Spirit and activate the good gifts of God in our life? If you wanna do that tonight, I'm gonna ask you to come forward. We're gonna baptize people in the Holy Spirit because we understand right now what baptism is. It's simply, I surrender. I open up myself, my heart, my life to God, and I'm gonna allow the Spirit of God to come on the inside of me. And I'm gonna activate all of the gifts that God has given me. If that's you in this place and you're like, wow, Stacey, I've never done that before, but I want to encounter God and that's what's happening. I just want you to flood to the front. We're gonna pray for all kinds of things. So it's gonna be baptism of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna be praying for the gift of speaking in tongues. Come on, come forward. There's gotta be tons of us in here. Um, if you have not activated the gifts of God in your life, you may have said in your life, Oh, this is true. Maybe it's true, but I haven't operated in the gift of prophecy. I haven't exercised my faith to pray for a person and see them healed. Come on onto the altar. Let's have an encounter with God. Let's activate all of the wonderful gifts that God has given us. Do you know when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, just like we heard tonight, we are infiltrated. We are, we are filled. We are gonna tonight let the rain of heaven pour out upon us without blockages. We are gonna receive of the Holy Spirit. We're gonna get wet tonight. We are gonna allow the Holy Spirit to let it rain on the dry and arid places of our hearts. And then we're gonna activate every good gift from heaven above on the inside of us. Because when a person comes to me and they want prayer, and they say, Stacy, I just got diagnosed with cancer. Would you pray for me? I wanna say yes. I want to look at them in the eyes and say, you can be healed. Well, what if I pray and it doesn't happen? Well, what if I pray and it does? I want to try every time. Maybe, maybe five out of 10 get healed. Maybe seven out of 10 get healed. Maybe I would rather be on the side of faith to believe. So we have access to all the gifts. That person came to me and said, I have cancer and I need healing. I say, oh, sorry. Jesus didn't give me that gift. No, no, I just have the other. God gives us all to activate, but tonight, I'm proud of all of you. This is exciting. This is so exciting. This is life coming to all of us. Can you lift your hands to heaven? Close your eyes, and this is what I want you to do. I want you to begin to get close to Jesus. It does not matter what happens on the outside. It doesn't matter if you fall to your feet. It doesn't matter if you stand up straight. What matters is that you are transformed from the inside out. What matters is that you are infilled by the Spirit of the living God. 
So I'm going to pray right now, and in your own space, in your own heart, I want you to begin to say, I receive. I receive. I receive you, Holy Spirit. God, oh God, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, Jesus. Lord, in your infinite knowledge and wisdom that you chose to go to the cross and that you resurrected and you ascended to heaven and then you sent us a person. You sent us your Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, tonight, I thank you that you are present, oh God. I thank you that you are filling this space and this room, but more importantly, you are filling each and every one of us. And in the name of Jesus, I pray. Lord, I pray the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, that you're moving on their hearts and in their spirit. I bind and I break the work of the enemy. The things that were told to them that would block them from receiving you. And Lord, we receive. Can everyone say this? Say, I receive. Holy Spirit I don't want to do life on my own terms I want to invite you to lead to guide to minister to me and I want to give you away to all the people I meet I receive of you I receive the gifts that you have given me I'm excited to use the gifts that you've given me to be your witness on earth. Now, this is what I want to do for those of you. The Bible says if we ask, we will receive. Remember, God is pouring out. So just open your heart, your life, and let him minister to you. The Holy Spirit can minister to you corporately and individually. So let him. And ministry team, feel free to come and just put your hands on people. That's the transference of the Holy Spirit. But right here, right now, you have received from this point forward the Holy Spirit. And if you want to receive the gift of tongues, can you just give me a, real, a wave right now so I can see you? And ministers, if you see the people with their hands raised, we're going to now get filled with the gift of tongues. And we're already filled, but we're going to activate those gifts right now. And here's what I want you to do. The Holy Spirit is not going to come and take over your mouth. He is on the inside of you. His Spirit lives on the inside of you. But we partner with God in faith. And so it is our responsibility to put voice to what God has put on the inside of us. So you in faith will open up your mouth and you will begin to speak. But you say, Stacy, I don't know what to say. Exactly. God will fill your mouth with his words. You will not know what they are. The devil immediately will tell you, that's not true. That's not going to happen for you. That's your own words. Why are you thinking that? You tell that devil to leave and you begin to speak out in the name of Jesus. Come on. And church, those of us that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, that believe in the gifts of the Spirit, let's begin to pray for everyone that is here today. Right now, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for the gift of tongues, oh God. Lord, for our perfect prayer language. Lord, I thank you right now for receiving of your Spirit. I thank you right now, God, that they are filled with a language that is not known to them, but known to you, oh God. Lord, I thank you, God, that they will pray Spirit to Spirit. And here's what I want you to do right now. We're all going to begin to pray. I want us all to start praying in tongues. Come on, let's all begin to pray out. In the 
language that God has given you, begin to speak it out. Begin to let God speak through you in the name of Jesus. As we're receiving the gift of tongues, what can stop the flow is control. You gotta let go of control. You have to surrender in faith to God and let Him minister and then begin to speak it out. Right now, you can begin to speak it out. Let go of what your mind is saying and let your spirit flow. I see some of you right now already filled, already speaking in tongues. You know, I pray these prayers all over the world. And the same thing happens. People get filled with the Spirit of God. They begin to pray in languages not known to them. And then miracles begin to break out. Then healings begin to break out the things that we didn't pray for in English all of a sudden they start to happen in our lives all of a sudden life gets a little bit easier all of a sudden we've got the Holy Spirit praying on our behalf the perfect will of God and things begin to happen there you go you got it that is awesome that is awesome let the Spirit of God so fill you right now can I speak to the older gen? Continue here. Just continue. Continue to pray. Continue to receive of the Holy Spirit. He is here. He's ministering to you. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. You will never experience this kind of love, but it's the unconditional love of your Savior. Receive Him right now. For the older generation, I want to pray for our older men and our older women right now, could you just lift your hands to heaven? If some of you are ministering, keep ministering, but the rest of you just raise your hands to heaven. I think it's time for some new dreams. I think it's time. God said on His oath on all mankind, on men and women, He would pour out His Spirit. Young men, visions. Older men, older women, dreams. It's time for some new dreams. God, oh God, Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, that you are giving new dreams, Lord, to the older generation, oh God. Lord, that they would lead us, that they would guide us, Lord, that they would have words of wisdom, Father. Lord, give them a picture. Give them a dream in their heart so big that they will spend the rest of their life working it out, God, until they get to your pearly gates, oh God. They will, they will be functioning in the gifts that you have given them. They will be ministering and discipling the people that you put in front of them. Oh God, give them big dreams. And to our younger generation, would you lift your hands to heaven to our youth, our young adults? It's time for some vision for your life, some purpose to your life. You are not purposeless, you are purposeful. And I believe this, when we receive the spirit of the living God, he will make things clear for us. We will read our Bible and the Word of God will shine like the sun, will speak out to us and will tell us of things of the future. God, oh God, I pray for our young people. 
I pray they would receive vision, oh God, that they would see beyond what the world has to offer and that they would see, God, the God dream in their life, Father, the God dream that you place on the inside of them that is not small. It is expansive. It is big. It is audacious. This is the hero generations. We need our heroes to rise up in this hour. So God, we thank you for vision for our youth to rise up and to receive purpose and calling. Lord, as they raise their hands and their ears to heaven, let it rain. I thank you that you're pouring out your spirit on them and you are giving vision. You are giving purpose. We thank you, oh God. We praise you, oh God. We receive of you, oh God. None like you, Father. There's none like you. I could go on forever, but I want to respect your time. The great thing about the Holy Spirit is that the Bible says He's with us always. That means from this point forward, when you walk from here to your car, you're walking with someone. You're walking with the Holy Spirit. And all you have to do anytime you need guidance, anytime you need to be empowered, anytime that you need wisdom, first go to the Holy Spirit and ask Him. Let Him reveal to you. He's a take-home God. He goes with us everywhere. And for some of you, this might just been the opening. Start to read the book of Acts. Start to read the book of Corinthians. Begin to understand. It's not your fault the way you were raised. It's not your fault the way that people talk to you. It's not your fault that you might not have known till now. But now you know. And once your eyes have been opened, you have a responsibility to search it out. And God is good with the search. So we're going to continue to search out the things of God. And those of you that received of the Holy Spirit, can you lift up your hand? I saw some of you right Yes, that's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Your lives. I'm going to tell you this. I want you to continue to exercise speaking in tongues. And the best way to do that, turn on worship music, get in your car, and just begin to pray, but not in your own words. Let the Spirit of God come through. And for some of you, if you're like, I didn't get it yet, first of all, you have. The Holy Spirit pours out. So, if it's not been activated in you yet, don't condemn yourself. Get with a minister. Start reading your Bible. In the privacy of your own home, you can receive. I know people that were in their car, turned on worship music when they left the building, and all of a sudden they began to pray, and out came a language they didn't know. The Bible says, For I will pour water on him who is thirsty, and flood on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants, and my blessing on your offspring. Rain is a sign of blessing. Rain is a sign of harvest. Rain is a symbol of the Holy Spirit pouring himself out. So every time it begins to rain, I want that friendly reminder to you to say, put down that umbrella and receive what God is pouring out. Can I get a big amen? Wow. 
What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.